Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. We'll talk to you about anything you want. That is the point of the program. The toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. And coming up, uh, more disturbing airport news. This is maybe the most disturbing yet. I mean, it's been pretty bad with uh, the whole, uh, there's a chance they're going to start using lie detectors. That one never really came to fruition. But they've got the bomb-sniffing machines. They've got, uh, you know, of, of course, the X-raying and all that stuff that's that's been going on. There are people that are eyeballing you, looking for suspicious behavior. I mean, the airports are the most police statish places, I think, in the, the entire country. And it's about to get even more disturbing. We'll get to that, but first I think we need to uh, get this correction out there quickly. I was over at the LCL Report on YouTube, one of our advertisers, uh, Taryn Lupo, at uh, the LCL Report. He was doing a report on the Pledge of Allegiance, and his question that he was asking was, should he stop saying the Pledge of Allegiance? Because now he's come across this information about uh, what the history of the American Pledge of Allegiance is. And uh, for those that don't know, the history of the American Pledge of Allegiance is... Well, it was written by a Christian socialist, also known as a national socialist. Francis Bellamy and his brother were flag salesmen, and they were trying to figure out a way they could essentially guarantee that they'll get more flag sales. So they came up with this nationalistic, uh, state-worshipping, indoctrination pledge, which is really all the Pledge of Allegiance is. It, it's true. It is uh, written by um, – it, it's a little bit uh, complicated, though, because I think uh, – his involvement, it was prior to it becoming the really racist uh, party that it became. And Wait, Germany. who? What, uh, my oh, understanding of oh, it is. Oh, the Nazis? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but still, I mean, socialism is socialism. And he was is, a socialist. He, yes, he was a socialist. That's so definitely. There, there are a lot of people that say the pledge, put their hands over their hearts and say it, and, feel, and you know, they swell up with uh, feeling for the for the nation. But at the same time, those people probably wouldn't feel too comfortable if they knew that it was written by a socialist, because those would be the same people, a lot of them, the very nationalistic fervor that you get in this country, a lot of those folks are very, very anti-socialism, right? So they're actually... Well, I think they also, um, those people likely would uh, would believe that the Ten Commandments are, a very, uh, you know, the, the highest law. Idolatry. Yeah, and, and that's, in, in fact, I mean, you know, what's it say? No graven images. Well, I mean, a graven image is an idol, is, is some, is an idol made out of uh, stone or, or wood. You really think God was excluding fabric so <laughs> that you could worship your flag? You know, so they you could pledge allegiance to it? When, they're, when, they're, when they have some personal issue they want to put... They always find a way to adapt scripture to support that, Mm -hmm. but they don't seem to be very adaptive when they, you know, like you said, this is cloth as opposed to a sculpture or something like that. But clearly the idea is there. It's pretty obvious. And and that's why it blows my mind when you confront, I've heard you confront Christians on the show. I ask them, well, do you, do you salute the flag? Do you pledge allegiance to the flag? And do you not feel that's idolatry? And that just goes zoom right over their head. No idea because you know, how could it possibly be idolatry? My first grade teacher, Mrs. Anderson told me to do it. Well, couldn't they also, she would have never had me worship an idol. Couldn't they also say that, well, it's not idolatry because it's not God. 
We're not saying the flag is God. You're pledging allegiance to it. Now, uh, the, 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 this, well, this most, Bronze, Bronze Age uh, deity, uh, Yahweh, is a pretty jealous deity. He was pretty clear that not only do you not have gods before him, but you don't have any gods at all besides him. it says him. under God. It says under God in the pledge. So, therefore, it, of course, the original pledge didn't say under God, but it does say under God in the pledge. So, therefore, they're, they're, they could point These, out that the pledge is actually beneath God. So many of these people have, um, you know, basically have the same, uh, you know, they, they believe that the Catholics with their, their Mary doctrine are not real Christians and, uh, you know, all these, these things. They're very good at pointing out other religions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, foibles in the areas of idolatry. However, they're very bad at pointing out their own. So the reason I br- and I agree with you completely. I was just trying to uh, I know. to answer as one of them might. Uh, but the, the reason I bring it up is well, Taryn uh, Taryn Lupo at LCL Report was asking the question of well, how does he deal with this? I mean, because he's still around a lot of people, like most people. If the pledge of allegiance is being said, they stand up and they put their hand over their heart and they say it. And of course, his question was, well, should he continue? Now that wasn't the correction I wanted to make. But what do you think, Dale? I mean, should he continue saying the pledge, or should he try to fit in? Should he go along to get along? Uh, and his reasonings are religious. Is that is that the idea that that it's idolatry? Well, because it was written by a socialist, actually. Both. He actually yeah. brings both up in his video. Yeah. Well, they're both very good reasons to yeah. stop saying it. It seems like to me. He says that's where he feels like he should go is to stop saying it. But yeah, that could result in some some hard feelings from well, people. Well, hey, I'm I you know I'm I'm pursuing Quakerism, so I'm a big big fan of following your heart. So. I'll tell you, um, I, I, I agree, too. I, when I experienced, uh, let me tell you about, uh, I think it was the JC's meeting in Sarasota, Florida, or something something that effect. Maybe it was the Chamber of Commerce or something. I was there with uh, a couple of the two bosses that I, I worked for at the time. And somebody, you know, just to be a, a clever gal, the, the, the lady that was going to lead the pledge says, does anybody know who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> and... and, and uh, I, you know, I of course know because I at the time was post hosting this show part time and and we've talked about it for years, and and of course there's Francis Scott Key, so I I held on to that and um you know and I said it was Francis Bellamy and <laughs> because I wanted a you know a little bit of drama between mm-hmm. uh, her thinking that I thought thought it was the uh, um the Star Spangled Banner, but. Uh, you know, so she she was just waiting for me to just mess up on it, and I said, Francis Bellamy. She says, "You're right," and I uh, <laughs> and she said, "You know, I, I nobody know. I don't know who knows this." And I said, "Well, it's it's basically kept a secret because Francis Bellamy was a national socialist." And I showed her, and the original salute to the flag was like this, and I showed her the Roman salute with your hand uh, sort of facing, uh, t- you know, inward towards your body. It's very Nazi esque. Hitler b- borrowed it and slightly modified yeah, it. And yeah, 45 degrees off of Nazi, mm-hmm. or 60 off of Nazi. Well, the rotation of the hand is different. Yeah, the rotation yeah, of the hand's different. And so, I, you know, this this occurred. I showed everybody. Everybody got a little lesson in, uh, you know, flag fascism uh, yeah. that day at, the, uh, um, at, at the, the Chamber of Commerce or whatever it was. But later on that day, I was talked to by my boss, who was likely talked to by his wife, who, you know, was running the uh, the magazine. And, you know, I get it. I understand and he said, uh, you know, about today at the JC's meeting, what part of that could we have done without? <laughs> and I said, the raising of the hand? Yeah, right, the Nazi thing. We could have done yeah. without the Nazi thing. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it's true. It's right. so true. But do you, do you see how the, it's all enmeshed in this kind of religious yeah. 
you know, fervor. You can't say anything bad about the pledge. You can't say anything bad about. You certainly can't you mention can, Nazis. And you should. This is mixed company. You can't do these. You things. should. Yeah. You can and you should. And that's what I would think Taryn should do. I think he should follow his heart. I think that that he should stop saying the pledge because if you know what the truth is, then you then you won't be true to yourself. I, mean, I don't. Say, I don't say it. I don't. I don't. I don't even stand up. I think it's all very misleading. It's. It's. I, it's the same reason I don't stand up for a judge. I'm not going to misrepresent yep. myself and lie about something where I don't really feel it. That seems very. That doesn't feel right to me. That to misrepresent myself and what I believe. So. So I brought it up because well, I thought it was a good episode of the LCL report, but also uh, there was a point made where Taryn made the claim that you've made and we've made on this program, Mark, and that there is no other Pledge of Allegiance to any other flag of any other country. And there was, and he asked, asked to be corrected if he was wrong about that. And I'm surprised we haven't been corrected because we've thrown that out there so many times over the years. There's an Australian citizenship pledge. That's not no, – no. somebody put right. the uh, the Mexican pledge, and it's called something slightly different, but it's a it's a flag El pledge. El Pledge de they, Bandero. Well, no, no, no I, don't, I don't think that's what it is. But, uh, but there is a Mexican pledge to the flag the taco latte maybe <laughs> maybe i'll pull it up here and we can actually share it with you but i just wanted to uh, point oh, out no. that free talk live was wrong and uh so there you go 800-259-9231 well, before i get before i just go admitting wrongness i would like to know um i'd like to be corrected do do the do school children say the pledge of the mexican flag on a daily or weekly basis um, I do not know this. Yeah, of course, of course not. We didn't even know it existed until a, a few minutes ago. So, um, I mean, that's that's the question I have because the the Pledge of Allegiance is not only sort of Nazi-ish, uh, anti-Christian uh, rhetoric; it's also s- severe indoctrination because it goes on on a daily and depending on where you are, daily or weekly basis. Um, and that's what I find you know most weird about it. All right, there's more coming up here. Your calls about what you want, 800-259-9231. If you know more about the Mexican Pledge or the Oath to the Flag, as it is called, let us know. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by NestleFamily.com, where nourishing healthy, happy families is filled with fun. Kid favorites like chicken fingers and meatballs can be loaded with fat and calories, but with a few tweaks, you can have a healthy alternative. Instead of frying chicken fingers, bake them. Use ground turkey in place of beef and substitute frozen yogurt for ice cream. Your kids won't miss a thing. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. They are available to you, including things like our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com, and you can become a fan there. And that's one of the many ways to keep up to date, keep in the loop with uh, what's happening with Free Talk Live. In fact, one of the things that we'll also need you to do is vote for us again at vote.freetalklive.com. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. Going to take your calls. And real uh, briefly, Mark, since you'd asked about the Pledge of Allegiance in Mexico, we'd always made the claim on this show that we thought that uh, the United States was the only country with a pledge to the flag. Turns out that's not true. Turns out that uh, Mexico has one, and they call it the Oath to the Flag. Now, according to RexCurry.net, which is the go-to site for photos of American school children 
uh, doing the Roman salute to the uh, the American flag or the the Hitler uh, salute or whatever the heck you want to call it, because uh, because Rex Curry says it's misidentified as the Roman salute here, so I'm not sure exactly what what he means by that because I haven't read through the entire site, but. But uh, according to this, the Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag of Mexico is recited in ceremonies known as Honors to the Flag at Assemblias, which are assemblies mainly held in schools or educational centers throughout the country. The protocol indicates the pledge is recited before the national anthem, and it is also recited making a stiff-arm salute, which was adopted from the USA's early Pledge of Allegiance and almost invariably misidentified as a Roman salute. And the text of the the oath to the flag is flag of Mexico, legacy of our heroes, symbol of the unity of our parents and our brothers. We promise to always be loyal to the principles of liberty and justice that make our fatherland the independent, human and generous nation to which we give our existence. (laughs) Yuck. That's really disturbing. Yeah. So there you have it. Now, (coughs) excuse me. You know, just listening to that, it it probably gives an American the creeps. Mm. And the reason it gives you the creeps is it's not your, your pledge, pledge to your flag. It doesn't yeah, seem to be It wasn't indoctrinated in you since you could could put a hand over a heart. And if you had an opportunity to step back and sort of look at your culture from that kind of distance as you're listening to that that oath to the to to the, the the flag there for Mexico, you would likely be just as offended by the pledge to the flag here. And that's just it. Once you look at it in a new light, uh, just the first three words right off the bat is disturbing to me. Pledging allegiance, uh, it sounds so. That sounds creepy right there to me. I totally agree. All right, so you can go to rexcurry.net. He's a little eccentric, a little, you know, a little on the kooky side, but a really um, Johnny on the spot guy when it comes to unearthing old photos of the, uh, the American school children doing this open handed Nazi esque salute to the flag. In fact, he's got a picture of uh, Mexican President Vincente Fox. I guess he's not the president there anymore, but uh, so a very recent photo of him doing the open handed salute. So apparently they still do it that way no, wait, uh, in I'm Mexico. Confused. Is that the Roman salute? I am the, not sure. He says it's palm down. He says it's misidentified as the Roman salute. So I'm not sure what okay. what he means by that. But uh, I'm sure you can get all the details there at rexcurry.net. As we're going to go to your phone calls here about what you want, you can talk about the pledge or anything goes. It's Jeremy in Rhode Island. You're on the amp line. Hello, Jeremy. Hey. Um. Okay. So today I was at um, the university I work at. And there's a thing that was open to the public to see Mary Ruart speak. Oh, wow. Okay. Dr. Mary um, Ruart, author of Healing yeah. Our World, one of my favorite yeah. books. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. I went up and I asked a question. Um, and afterwards, I was talking to one of the guys I work with, and I saw this girl waiting for a cab, and she was waiting for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I said to her, I'm like, hey, I'm like, you need a ride? I'm like, I run a free market taxi service. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, she was like, um, yeah, sure. Now, wait, had she just gotten out of the uh, the discussion with Mary Ruart? No. No, no okay. No. Um, you know, and it was really anticlimactic because I pretty much just, person got in my car and I drove them to where they need to go and I made $5, which was about half of what a taxi would have charged. That's illegal. You, mm-hmm. You're a yeah. criminal. I am a criminal. I'm, I'm from penalty to, you know, thousands of dollars in fines and my license being revoked and... 
all sorts of things, but it was all on a voluntary basis, and mm-hmm. nobody got hurt. How'd it feel? It, it, it felt kind of cool. It's kind of liberating, huh? You guys, the first I time why you guys feel disobedience. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you do something like that, you're like, wow, I just broke a really oh. stupid law. <laughs> I think that's actually one of the nicer kinds of civil disobedience for people to partake of are the ones that are actually really low risk. And uh, but very liberating because, you know, you suddenly realize that it's really kind of silly. It's really difficult for them to enforce. And uh, and and lots of people really ought to be breaking it a lot. <laughs> Low risk, liberating and maybe even a little profitable. I mean, you made five bucks. So it's profitable for both better. of them because she saved money right. than oh, on what she would have paid on. And taxi. Time. He and made some girls. money. You know, he he made some money and it was, you know, the only people who suffered for it are people who were uh, using the state to get a lock to get a monopoly on. Taxi service. Now, if you want to take it to the next step, Jeremy, you need to make up some business cards with essentially a, a throwaway phone number on it or something like that, a, tr- a track phone or something like that, if you really want to kind yeah. of go in a underground, the underground route. Change your name. Don't give your real name out. And, and then just, you know, like Joey's Taxi Cab or something like that. And then just start passing that out. Give that to the girl and tell her to tell some friends. And any time they need a ride from on campus to somewhere else, they should call you. Jeremy, instead of that, just just wait. Just talk to girls that you find attractive and tell them you run a free market taxi service. Uh, yeah, this one was cute, man. Yeah, this that's a better way to do it. Well, you, well, you uh, want the repeat business, so you've got to have the, the business card. It's not about the business, man. All right, all right. I'm it's about the civil out. disobedience and the meeting the girls. All right. So good, good story, Jeremy. Anything else you want to share? Um... No, just, um, yeah, that whole uh, Pledge of Allegiance thing is kind of crazy. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school, that pretty much everyone did it. I remember kids getting in trouble for not doing it. Mm-hmm. In high school, I remember there was one kid in my class that refused to say it. Right. Um, and they pulled him down to the principal's office a few times. Um, but after that, he was allowed to fit through it. Sit. But the teachers used to get violent, like, very, very, like, very passionately angry. Sure. Um, about it, so well, he's disrespecting. There's, there's a lot of, like implicit, right? Kind of, there's a lot of like threats involved with sure. making the kids do it. Sure, that well, you know, he'd be disrespecting their their nation. He's disrespecting their employer, and that's very upsetting to people. Thank you for the call, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Congratulations with your illegal taxiing there, and of course, it is uh, against the government statutes to operate your own taxi service in most places without begging permission, without paying some sort of medallion fee in order to get a permission slip. I think uh, it's mostly an ordinance. Ordinances, statutes, they're all very similar. Not to the people that write them. I see. So the people that enforce them. They I care. I don't even know what the difference is between an ordinance and a statute. Ordinance is a statute is at a state level and an ordinance a local level? Municipal. I see. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it is against the law, and that's because the people that are in the taxi businesses, the established taxi businesses, they don't want people like you just puttering around town, picking people up and dropping them off, because you haven't jumped through the same hoops they had to jump through. They want to put up some hoops for you to jump through. That way it's more difficult for you to start your own business, so you'd be more likely to just say, ah, screw it, I don't feel like going through all of this hassle just to give people rides somewhere. And, and the, that, the other benefit that could happen if they were allowed to do it is the other taxi cabs would have to lower their rates sure. and be bet more competitive. And they don't want to do that. 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
Gun Day, Gun Day, Gun Day. Three days to exercise your Second Amendment rights for only $10 per person. October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. The world's largest machine gun shooting military gun show is fun for the whole family. With machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and over 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. Call 502-922-4457 or visit KnobCreekRange.com. That's K-N-O-V CreekRange.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is our website. We've got a lot of features, and they are all free, including the chat room. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners during the show or any other time during the day or night at chat.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live has teamed up with MS Press to offer you the only complete writings of Lysander Spooner. If you're interested in buying this very rare set, you already know who Lysander Spooner is, how influential he was to the liberty movement. Anarchist, philosophers, philosopher, abolitionist, entrepreneur, and mailman. You can purchase this 2,800-page, six-volume set bound in library-quality hardcover and delivered to your door for $335. Go to spooner.freetalklive.com. Um, it, the, the, the purchase link is basically uh, an email. It'll bring up the, the email uh, thing and just you know send them an email, uh, $335 to your door. And you can have this extraordinary, extraordinarily rare set, and once they are sold, they are gone forever. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Let's go to your calls and first talk to Jack in Connecticut. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Uh, hey. Hey, Jack. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I'm an eighth grade student, and uh, I want to talk about Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. All right, sure. Uh, every uh, day in homeroom, we have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, and I don't, I don't say it. I, don't, I believe it's wrong. Uh, so. Well, how's that go and, for you? Well, every morning she says, uh, well, my teacher, she's, she's very conservative. She's very uh, patriotic. She always says, like, uh, everybody, you got to stand up. And uh, especially on, like, uh, on 9-11, she said, uh, you know, this is, this is a really good day. Uh, this is a really important day. You have to say the Pledge of Allegiance today. <laughs> uh, and I never do. So. so, Jack, I get the impression that she's trying to cajole everyone to to to, to say the pledge. Does that do? Do some of the students sit it out, or? I, as far as I know, I'm the only one who uh, who doesn't say it. Okay. And how long have you been not saying the pledge? Because I I know that when I was in school, and I think I started probably as early as 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 elementary school or toward the end of of elementary school, just changing the words to the pledge or not saying it at all and, and stuff like that. But I wasn't doing it because I knew what the truth about the pledge was. I was just doing it because I didn't like being told what to do and uh, was just, uh, just being a little brat. Uh, but what, what? how long have you been not saying the pledge and what were your reasons? Well, it's a little bit of a combination of both. Um, I'm a little rebellious and I disagree with the flag. I mean, uh, the, the pledge, I'm, I've always been an uh an atheist, uh, so I didn't believe in the under God part, and mm-hmm. then, uh, and then I started learning more about it, and I, I noticed this is like the government-run school is like they're having to say the pledge of allegiance. Like this, this seems almost like socialist or 
it almost seems Nazi-like. It's it's out and out indoctrination is what it is. It's it's designed the words in the pledge. Just just picking apart the words in the pledge is is pretty disturbing process. Dale, you mentioned that the first words are are pretty disturbing, and you're absolutely right about that. But it's just plain old pro-state indoctrination designed to brainwash the uh, the people of the young people of America into people that are you know when they grow up brainwashed adults. That just blindly follow uh, what they're told to do, blindly uh, worship the state, think that the state is uh, is wonderful and magnanimous and, and great, and it's just nonsense. And so good for you for figuring that out, because the truth actually verifies what you've kind of always known, is that this is a bunch of crap. It, it, yeah, and I, it's working. People are brainwashed. I, I can't even imagine uh, when I was in school, and we won't talk about how long ago that was, but it was long ago <laughs> enough that uh, I just can't imagine what the reaction might have been then. It just would be seems unheard of uh, would, for a student. It would have been like of, someone threw a hand grenade in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, they would be that outraged. That simply I think they would, would not be have stupefied more than before they'd be outraged. Oh they, my it would God. probably lead to outrage, but at first they'd just Corporal be... Corporal punishment what? would have been the result. Why? Why don't you want to... What's, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and I think it would be that first. And we just don't have the, the rapid exchange of information that's available now, which I think is, makes things like this possible and, uh, which I think is why, you know, and, and, and getting, uh, someone your age to, you know, standing up, or sorry, not standing up, uh, but standing up for your principles, actually, and, and, uh, and not giving in to the status quo, I think just, just giving that opportunity to ex- to consider this other perspective that is not normally presented to them that you know that you have the normal indoctrinated perspective that's just pounded into them from such an early age that they can't even they're too young to like to consider anything else you know yeah. and so and so for you to throw that in there it's just it, it you know that it just gives people an opportunity to actually think about it and explore it which is not normally presented has someone uh, one of your classmates or friends ever asked you as to why you don't stand or or yeah. participate in the pledge? Well, I, th- I think they just know that I'm the uh, crazy uh, anarchist libertarian. So, how does that go for you in school? I mean, I, I just I, I would eighth grade too. I mean, yeah, wow. I, I can't imagine. I I just don't know. I mean, are you are you ostracized at school in general or? Yeah, in general. Hmm. Now, eighth grade. I'm I'm thinking for me that would have been I think 13 years old. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Is that? Am yeah. I? You're 14. thir. You're about 14. Wow. You sound really mature to be 14. He, he does. I agree. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You've got to be mature to be ostracized at, in eighth grade. Yeah, and yeah. and to continue to stand up for your principles, I think you're you have to. Well, I, I, I remember when I was in eighth grade, I certainly wasn't uh, you know Mr. Popularity or anything like that. But it wasn't because of my political views, just because I was a te- awkward teenager, right? I mean, people click off when they're in high school, and that's that's sure. just kind of the way things are. Um, so you have do you have like a group of friends, a small group of friends? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You think so? Okay. <laughs> I guess that's good, and and hopefully you're you're slowly uh, uh, working on them, and and when uh, discussions come up in history class, are you having fun with that? Are you asking? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Important questions because you can really have. I could I could only imagine knowing what what you might know, oh Jack, about liberty <laughs> and being in eighth grade and still having all of government high school in front of me to really just stir it up. I can't uh, tell you what I would pay to be able to go back and sit in a government. Uh, high school history class yeah. right now. I mean, I, I just because yeah. you can't get it in college. College is too, you know, generally, um, you know, these first year history classes they're much too large, and that's where you're going to get the uh, the the young minds full of mush. Mm-hmm. And 
you, you know, you just can't you can't replicate it in 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 college the way that you can in in high school. And uh, you know, it's an opportunity. If you listen to Free Talk Live, you will find so much that's so interesting about history uh, to be able to sort of bring up in history teacher. Well, history was so intensely boring I for me in it. high school. And I realize now it's because they were giving us this canned version where, where, where all the controversy uh, is removed. The only mm-hmm. controversy, of course, is, is people who disagreed with us. You know, right. <laughs> that's like the, you know, the fact that there was actually tremendous, you know, controversy within uh, just what was presented to us and that was, that, that was left out, you know. Absolutely. So, hey, will you do us a favor, Jack? I mean, being one of the younger, I think, callers to the show in, these days, he's the youngest I can recall yep. hearing on the phones in, in a long time and and being in the government indoctrination camps. Will you just call in from time to time and check in when you've got oh, a good Oh, yeah, sh- I'd love to. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Sure. Whenever you've got a good story for us about your conversations in class or, or an interaction with uh, with a teacher or, or one of the school bureaucrats, always love to hear about that. Thank you so much for the call and, and maybe it will also encourage others who are in oh. your age range who aren't particularly callers to the show but are listeners to the show you know give them some talking points and, and allow us to discuss it here in the studio because normally we're not talking about high school on this show unless somebody calls in and, and shares their experience yeah, now we have a spy in there it's great you know, it's, <laughs> it's high school is such an interesting time how many movies has hollywood put out about high school and the going Countless. back to high school, especially, is a, is a very common thing. Rodney Dan- and, Dangerfield went back to college. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's, there's been several, and I don't know the names of any movies off the top of my head, let alone the ones going back. But, you know, high school is a formative time for students, basically, er, for people, basically because it stinks so bad. It's just yeah. such an awful place full of awful people. Kids and, forced to be together that don't want to be together. You know, the funny thing is, is you know, there's a m- movies like Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it did so well? It's because nobody believed themselves to be one of the jocks. I think the number one thing they're teaching you is to be obedient. That's like the main purpose for being in there for 12 years. And they it, set you up for statism. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it's an arduous journey for anyone. And I think one young man or one young lady can really make a difference. Even if it's not happening right there, right then at that moment, I think being in those classrooms and saying iconoclastic things can at the very least help shake some of those kids out of their status trauma. The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Perloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free if you enjoy this program. We ask that you vote for us. And it is a tough month for Free Talk Live so far in the voting competition. Competition's heated up. I think, what do we have? Only a few hundred votes at this point, Mark? Well, we've, we've got quite a few. I mean, you know, we've won the contest with this many votes in Before. the past um, for the whole month. However, it is tight this month, and we're we're a hundred votes down. But there have been months where the voting has wrapped up at over a thousand. Yeah, and oh, yeah. those well, fourteen, months, fifteen, sixteen hundred. Right. It's been a while since we've seen a month like that. But so we know we can turn out over a thousand votes. We know that's possible. 
Uh, but it's only possible with your help. So we need you, if you haven't voted in the month of October, to go to vote.freetalklive.com. All you need is your email address. It's ver- used to verify that you're not a robot. Uh, and go to vote.freetalklive.com because it makes a big difference for us. Us being number one at Podcast Alley is still one of the major ways that people find this show on the internet and it's very important podcast alley may not be the uh you know it, it may not be the uh, most active of websites out there but people go there it is still a name in the the podcasting world people go there to find out what the best podcasts are i opened up uh, i've got a uh, podcast receiver called rss radio that i'm using behind the scenes for some of the automation stuff that i'm doing here and when i opened it up for the first time it showed me a list of top podcasts from podcast alley I wasn't expecting to see that. Just happened to download one of the the many podcast clients out there. So some of the podcasting software is actually using the Podcast Alley Top 10 to give their users some immediate content to to listen to as soon as they open the program. So Free Talk Live being in that number one position is is very important. Uh, not only because it's bringing new listeners to the show, but Mark, you also use it to market to the uh, the advertisers to say, hey, we're the number one podcast. But right now we're number two, right? So we need your help. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com. And once you're done with that, there's one other thing that we'll need from you, and that is to uh, place a nomination for Free Talk Live in the podcast awards. This is the month for that, isn't it? The nomination period is open at podcastawards.com. We are the only podcast who has won all four years in a row. So we won through uh, 2005 through 2008. We took home the best political podcast year after year, even though Free Talk Live isn't really about politics. Well, it's the only category that makes sense. Right. Uh, Originally, it was political cultural, which I thought was a little bit better, but then they split those off. Anyway, we've been been the winner for all four years in in a row, and this is the fifth year, so we still need you to help us out. Go to podcastawards.com, nominate Free Talk Live in the political category please don't nominate us for the best ever the best podcast or whatever the, the there's the two top categories because if you win that category you can't you can't even be nominated the year afterward and i would rather be able to win every single year the that one award of best political than that than to take home the best ever and not be able to win anything yeah. the year following so uh, go ahead and nominate us in the best political category and that would be much appreciated All right, 800-259-9231. Let's go to your calls about what you want. It's Stephen in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Stephen. Hello. Stephen, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Ian, Dale, and Mark. How are you doing? Um, I I have a friend. He's conservative. He calls himself conservative-leaning libertarian. And he... He thinks that there's a big crisis in the public schools. Uh, he's a Christian guy. I'm not Christian. He's well aware of that. He's wrong. Um, I can tell you he's wrong already. The crisis is the public schools. But go ahead. What's, there you what's, go. what's his concern? We, we know that, but anyway. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he's really worried about, you know, the prayer in school thing oh, and the under God and the Ten Commandments and all this stuff, and uh, and also the teaching of creationism, uh, or the non-teaching of creationism, mm-hmm. uh, the teaching of evolution. And uh, these these are really big concerns for him. And I said, man, listen, you, you got to understand, you can't, because he was trying to get me all whipped up into a froth about this. And I said, <laughs> I said, listen, I said, I, I don't care what they do in the public schools, the fact that they're stealing the money, and, uh, you know, at, with a with an implied threat of violence, and uh, and then spending it, you know, to to provide this uh, so-called education, this half-assed, if you don't mind the term, education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that's what I'm concerned about. I don't care what they do in the school. I don't care if they teach yoga. I mean, it doesn't matter to me what they're teaching there. But he he seems to think, and I just thought I would 
throw it out there to the panel. I guess I can call you the panel. I think that's a, an appropriate and, way to term this. Right, and and I know we have uh, two uh, voluntarists and one very, very, very small government libertarian. And I just thought that it's, it's, it's easier to describe him as just being very confusing. <laughs> like, I don't know really what he is, but he's very interesting. <laughs> the enigma known as Mark. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but but especially especially Mark, I would really like to hear from Mark. How, Mark, guys like us, how how much of a frenzy should we get into about this, this kind of well, thing? I, th- I think that... Um well, I think that well, basically you, you made a, a small tactical error, um, okay. and I think that probably when, once he started getting whipped up about Jesus and prayer in schools and them putting condoms on cucumbers and uh, mm-hmm. you know the, the the kind this the rhetoric that we've all heard mixing girls sure. in with boys, boys to touch each other in the locker rooms, you know what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. And I think he talks just like that. That's exactly the accent <laughs> yeah. he has. When you... and, and if I may interrupt really quickly, he also believes that there should be no public schools. What he says, though, is there should be no public schools, but since there is, yeah. we should be concerned about this. This is what he says. I, I'm sorry I didn't clarify that before. Well, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Where, it, it, since he has taken it in that direction, I don't know what to say about it other than um, you know the 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 old uh, phrase, and I don't even know where it came from. Um, for what was that? For the, the 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 thousands or tens of thousands or whatever, um, hacking at the branches. There's but one mm. striking at the root. And there you, go. you in in this particular instance, you could probably use that phrase for him. Is look, I understand you're concerned about all of these issues, but don't you realize that there's somebody out there who's on the opposite of the political spectrum mm-hmm. from you, who's who's concerned about the opposite issues. So if you're going against that person directly, head-to-head, you're never going to find any common ground with that person except for this. Uh That common ground is we should get rid of public education. If you can show that person that we need to get rid of public education, because you'll never find any other common ground with that person, the only thing you you, you might be able to find with them is that we need to get rid of public education. So if you keep on harping on, you know, prayer and and, and sex ed and whatever it is that uh, you're concerned with, and I understand you're concerned, but if you keep on harping on those, you're not going to find common ground with a certain amount of people because otherwise it's the eternal struggle which is what government wants you to be involved in it's the the eternal struggle of you as you're saying mark there's somebody else on the other side and those somebody else's are willing to go to the school board meetings just as you are willing to go to the school board meetings and you can clash and clash and clash and fight and fight and fight and eventually maybe you'll win maybe it's a diversion get, right maybe you'll get your prayer in schools for another few years before they clash enough to take over the uh, school board, mm-hmm. switch it to a direction that you're disagreeing with, and so it's just going to go on for the rest of your sure. existence. And it's so a, that's why I agree perpetual. with what... Yeah, it is perpetual, sorry, and that's and that's yeah. what the government wants. And that's why I agree with what Mark is saying here, because you could go to, as 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 he's a conservative, I'm sure, he would, as you say, he describes himself that way, uh, he could go to these liberals that he disagrees with and says, how about this? We could come to the agreement that if we get rid of the government schools, 
you guys can have schools in which you t- can send your kids and they can learn about atheism and they can learn about, uh, you know, sex and they can learn about whatever it is that they don't, you know, that he doesn't want his kid to learn about. At the same time, they wouldn't have to worry about having some conservatives take over the administration and force the Bible down their throats. So in the yeah. same way that he would have the freedom to not have his kid getting the sex education at some sort of conservative-run uh, private school... Uh, so, so would too, would the liberal not have to be concerned about the conservatives shoving their viewpoint down their throats? And that really is the only thing that you can come to an agreement on. But I think, Mark, you're, you're spot on when you point out that it's, it's hacking at the branches because there's yeah. never an end to the, the conflict of interest group versus interest group getting a hold of, attempting to uh, wrest hold of that particular government control. And that's, you know, to, to some would claim that that is, in fact, why the public school system is there. And so that people try to grasp hold of the apparatus of government and wield it against their neighbor. That's the whole purpose of government, it seems. Uh, if, if it isn't the purpose of government, it is the result of government. If you put the weapon in the room, then the people of the different sides attempt to get the weapon. This is the only legitimate weapon that you may use to bash the crap out of your neighbor, uh, make them do what you want them to do. So they, they all wrestle for it, they all want it, and that's really what public school is. Uh, you know, they, they talk about the poor people, if they really wanted poor people to get an education, then they would offer scholarships to poor people. They don't want poor people to get an education. They want to indoctrinate your children. Everybody. Uh, yeah, every single one of them. Except for the kids of the teachers and the politicians. Well, the, the, uh, you have the option of sending them to public schools, and the, and, and the politicians and teachers, by and large, do that. Or send, they them, they to send private, them to private, I, I, private school. Private school, I should say. Stephen, let us know how it goes with your uh, conversation. Did you have more for us? No, no, that's it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Coming up, controversy exploding amongst uh, some of the activists up here in the so-called free state or soon-to-be free state. And your call's about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2's on the way. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231 as we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Also, enjoy Dale's website, anarchyinyourhead.com. It is primarily a comic website. In fact, you just posted a new comic just, what, a couple days ago, Dale? I think it was yesterday, but I could be wrong. Anarchy Kitty. You can see that uh, for yourself at anarchyinyourhead.com. Plus some great uh, editorials, some uh, some essays, 
And did you put your uh, YouTube all, video up there too? It's all one word, Anarchity. Anarchity, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> is your is your new YouTube video up there as well? I didn't put that on the website. It's okay. on my YouTube channel that people can check out. You can see that actually at freekeen.com. It's right there uh, close up to the top at, at this time. And subscribe when you go there too. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. So go and get more Dale at anarchyinyourhead.com. As we continue to take your phone calls about what you want, then we'll tell you about the exploding controversy uh, or... Should I say smoldering controversy happening here in uh, in New Hampshire? Let's go first, though, to David in Florida on the amp line. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, hi, David. Uh, how are you doing? What's uh, on your mind? I was, um, wanted to call to apologize that I couldn't answer your question satisfactorily last night. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, I'm, um, I'm sure everybody's seen uh, this movie Karate Kid. It came back, came out in the 80s or so. Sure. Mr. Miyagi. I have seen it, yes. Wash on, wash off. (laughs) What was that? Wash on, wash off. (laughs) That's right. Wait, I thought it was wax on. Wax on. Oh, you're right. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) You can wash if you want to. It's all right. I think it was wash on, wash off, and then wax on, wax off. That would be appropriate. (laughs) Because he had to wash the car first and then wax it. This is true. Okay. (laughs) Don't try and skip skip steps there, Ian. (laughs) So what's up, David? What about the Karate Uh, Kid? I was wondering uh, what you thought about um, Mr. Nagy, but um, uh, about his, particularly about his use of violence, his choice to um, intercede in um, Daniel's problems and to help him, um, and the way he did it. Can you recap? Because I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid in the 80s. So, how did Mr. Miyagi intervene? Sure. Um, it started out, um, Daniel got into a fight with um, some boys from a local gym, and they were there was several of them, and they were all picking on him. Mm-hmm. And um, they just about beat him to a bloody pulp. And um, this old man who happened to know about karate um, came and basically evened, evened up the odds, if you will. Um, in response to that, um, Daniel, the, the character, the young boy, went to, um, wanted his help to teach him karate, but he didn't want to, he was reticent to do it. He decided to go to the, that gym, explain to the uh, young man that it wasn't fair, or to the owner of the gym that it wasn't fair, that his boys were beating up this, this one boy. Um, and the owner of the gym didn't care and said that he should, this kid should toughen up. Um, and he arranged a deal that, that um, he could have until Christmas to um, prepare for this, uh, um, some sort of tournament. And Mr. Miyagi's idea was basically that, well, that's uh, till Christmas that you're not getting beat up every day. <laughs> But Daniel didn't like that. He wanted uh, Mr. Miyagi to train him how to um, how to use karate so that he could actually prevail at this at this tournament. So, so what Mr. Miyagi did was just simply help out, help teach him how to defend himself and get some yard work done. Yeah, but, yeah, but he, uh, initially he he really just wanted to um, to basically um, deal to get the kid out of. Getting beat up every day. He wanted uh, to deal. Initial, that was his initial reaction to try and negotiate a way out of his daily beating. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but finally, he decided to train the kid to use violence. 
um, to deal with his problems. Well, you just spoiled the movie for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Three decades old or something. Um, (laughs) Why haven't they remade the Karate Kid? Spoiler alert! Shouldn't I (laughs) warning? It seems like Hollywood is remaking uh, movies now from the 1980s, so maybe the Karate Kid will come around for a remake uh, in, in a few years. I hope so. I love that movie. And Ralph, Ralph Macchio can be the uh, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> it would be great. There you go. You yeah, know, maybe you just great. planted the suggestion in my mind, but I think it seems to me like I've heard something about a new Karate Kid. Oh, my gosh. That would Ralph. be awesome. Well, okay, so the question then is what? Can you re- run your question by again? Yeah, can you kind of critique Mr. Miyagi? Can you – I mean, you you all have philosophies about how to deal with conflict and how to well, deal with bullies, I don't think if that, you will. I, I let you know. Let's. I'm glad you brought it up because this is actually something that is just eating me up about this whole debate. Is that um, the violence the discussion, versus peace? Yeah, the discussion has been very specifically about using violence as a tactic for achieving liberty. So it's like it's 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 a very it's it's we are addressing a very special scenario. We're not, and we've repeatedly said we're not talking about self self defense. You know, someone's yeah. attacking you, you defend yourself. That, you know, that's not even the subject that's being discussed. Uh, and Thanks so everyone keeps that. bringing that up, and it makes it very easy to argue against our, our, uh, our, what we're talking about if you totally change the subject. It's called straw manning. I, you know, I can't okay. believe how sure, much I it comes, you know, the straw manning comes up. I understand the concept of straw manning. So, um, so that's, uh, I, I, we could critique it, I suppose, but I don't know. There's a lot to say about it. I don't think it's very analogous to what we're talking about. Right. Also, I, I think well, it's... What, what, what if you just placed, I, I mean, because essentially this was just a gang of thugs. They had a leader. Uh, they had an organization. They actually had a building. It's nothing uh, like statism, though. Nothing the, like right, it. Right. The difference is a criminal gang of thugs that is separate from the state, that doesn't have the legitimacy of the state, is not at all what we've been discussing. We've been discussing how to handle the, ta- the appropriate tactics for handling the criminal gang known as the state, the people calling themselves and, the government. And their power does not come from guns. I know that you hear it all the time from libertarian circles, is they have all the guns. That's not where their power comes from, because we could, I mean, we do outnumber them. And there are a lot of guns out there, and with the right tactics, we could take them out. The, you know, the rest of the population, the non, non-state portion of the population could take them out, uh, could take out at least the guns, you know, the, the so-called uh, the, 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 right, the, the violent enforcers. We could, yeah, th- that's not where their strength comes from. Their strength comes – they're in our heads, and not our heads, you know, obviously the liberty movement. Uh, we're, we've obviously escaped right. that. But they're in everyone else's heads. And the fact is they can go up to someone in public and put a bullet in their head and, and then get away with it and walk away. And, every, and if they if, – if, in the right situation, if, they, if they're able to control that situation, paint you as a violent terrorist, everyone else praises them and thanks them for being there and protecting them from the violent terrorist. Right. And no, I'm not say- saying that, that you are a violent terrorist. I'm saying that that's what they're going to paint you as. And then you will have reinforced statism. So I'm not talking about self-defense. I'm not talking right. about someone bigger and stronger than you and you use defense, you know, to, you know, whatever, or, or better your defenses so that you can take on someone who was bigger and stronger than you but now not anymore because you've learned karate <laughs> you know that's <laughs> yeah. not that is not what is being addressed i'm no. so tired 
I'm not. Don't, don't take this personally. I'm just glad you've yeah, given me the opportunity. I'm glad you've given me the opportunity to discuss this. But I am so tired of constantly having to repeat that. It's like you know, can we move the discussion forward? If you want to talk about this subject, let's do it. But the, 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 we're past. We are. The, the discussion has left you behind. If you're still oh, addressing I, self-defense. I, I don't have time to read every post. <laughs> it comes up on the internet. Well, no, it's but. not the internet. It's what we've been talking about on this show. We've repeated over and over again that we're not talking about defending your wife about, uh, from being raped or your home from being robbed or, you know, Ralph Macchio defending himself from I, the, the, the toughs from the gym. I think we're that's the reality that. of the situation, though, Ian. What do you um, mean? I mean you know, it, it, early on in the sort of the liberty movement, in order to even get people to understand concepts of liberty, you had to repeat the basics yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. And that's we still we'll do, do, honestly, on Saturday nights. Yeah. And when we talk about <laughs> violence isn't a good solution for problems, that's what you're going to have to deal with. What if they're raping your wife? I'm you're scared. A, you're I'm the one who's perpetrating this violence by I, not I, killing I actually, people. I try to avoid saying something like that because that's a yeah. sweeping statement. And I right. usually don't use sweeping statements like that. Thanks, David, for the call. Hopefully that helps. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Violence is not a solution to the problem of government violence. How about that? We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, Fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. They include the bulletin board system. Uh, you can go there and you can get interactive with a whole bunch of Free Talk Live listeners, over 490,000 posts to surf around through. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. Do you have someone in your life who's crazy about the Twilight series of books? Or a teenager who still laments that Harry Potter's over? Buy them a copy of The Demon Queen and the Locksmith, a new novel by Spencer Baum. It has all the adventure and teen angst of those other books, and it's written from a libertarian pers- perspective. Find out more and read the first six chapters free at demonqueen.com. That's demonqueen. Oh, I did it again. Thedemonqueen.com. That's thedemonqueen.com. All right. We're going to continue with your phone calls and take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. We'll go first to Gilbert in Texas. Gilbert, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see uh, what you, what your guys' take is on. Um, I've been thinking about uh, and using these guys quite a bit, and it's been very effective um, uh, using uh, Michael Moore and uh, and uh, Glenn Beck, which I don't trust because they they don't fully uh, kind of get free their minds. They're kind of still beholden to the Democrat and Republican Party, but yet uh, they're what they're doing in 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 uh, in addressing the bankers and uh, and the financial industry and how they're t- uh, hurting us really badly. Is helping me to to reach the ears of Republicans and Democrats here locally in the local talk radios, but yet I don't know uh, whether to trust these guys because um, 
One day they'll tell you everything you want to hear, and another day they're 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 talking Democrat and Republican. Mm-hmm. And, well, um, and I don't want to be part of this Democrat. That's going to divide us, and it's not going to help at all. Wait, I, I guess I'm confused. Maybe I missed something. How are you using Michael Moore? And was it Glenn Beck you said? Right. I'm using it because I used to talk to uh, like the Republicans and Democrats here because that's all there is in in, in radio here. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and I'll call them and I'll tell them about the bankers and what they're doing. And they used to think I was crazy two three years ago. Michael Moore is back, on the radio in where where you are. Yeah, here in El Paso. I'm in El Paso, Texas. Michael Moore, the filmmaker, or some other radio host named Michael Moore. No, no, no. Michael Moore. I, I've been using his movie, and oh. now people are more receptive to what I what I've been talking about. Well, you know what they the thing about those guys I can't say a lot about Glenn Beck. I haven't seen much of his stuff. Is it? But I have noticed about Michael Moore is that he often finds uh, correct he does find problems and points them out very well and then just and then offers very poor solutions for them you know he'll offer a status solution for what is essentially a status problem i know that one thing that bugged the crap out of me is all through bowling for calling buying uh and i watched it at a time when i you know i was not i didn't really like i didn't have barriers up for michael moore because didn't i have this like i didn't have a pre-judgment of, of him but mm-hmm. when i saw bowling for Columbine, i thought it was fascinating uh if you watch it, he points that he essentially he, he essentially points out that guns aren't the problem. It's true. And then his solution is gun control. <laughs> He's confused. I mean, that's the, the, watch the movie uh, and pay attention yeah. again. Uh, if you if you watched it before and didn't catch that, pay attention and look for it. He will he will spend the whole movie talking about cultural problems and and that it's people and our attitudes and and the, and and that we push violence and warmongering and all the things that a lot of libertarians would be gung ho to an agreement with him about. And then, and then at the, and then it's like, uh, and then all after the movie, he's going around and, and promoting gun control, which so, is not the thing. Well, he's getting a little bit better on this new movie. He, um, he not only just because what would turn me off is he would just tell, tell me tell us to go to the Democratic Party as our saviors. Mm-hmm. But this time he 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 went after the Democrats as well. He went after Chris Dodd really bad, and he went after Timothy Geithner. And, well, uh, he went you know, after them in the oh, what was the the nine eleven movie? Didn't he do something on Fahrenheit nine eleven? Nine eleven Fahrenheit. Yeah, he, he went yeah. after the Democrats there too. Oh, now, look, my question still is where you're coming from on this phone call, Gilbert. You, you say you use Michael Moore when you're calling local talk shows, right? And because Glenn they Beck? won't open up their minds unless you talk to them in a de- de- if a Democrat or someone in the left uh, says something, then they're receptive to it. I Other see. than that, they're kind of like close-minded. They're, they're thinking so you're, I'm a, you're appealing to Michael Moore as the authority when you're talking to a Democrat talk show host, and you're appealing to Glenn Beck as an authority if you're talking to a local conservative host. Is that what you're saying? Exactly, because that's the only way they open their minds. Other than that, they can't see anything other than well, Democrat Republican thinking. That maybe you've got a good strategy there. Lead with that. Lead with where you have. Com- this is how any. Discussion takes place, by the way. Any sort of persuasion, you have to start with where you have common ground. And if you discover that there's like no common, if you if you truly discover you have no common ground with someone, you're wasting your time discussing anything right. with them. So so lead with that, and then point out. Oh, but I think I where I felt he he where, where I felt he was off, and then mm-hmm. explain, and then go into where you feel like you disagree with him. Because like I said, I just do you think that they're probably trying to take over the the movement in order to misdirect it in the future. Who's they? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) clarify. When you say they are trying to take over the movement, who are you referring to? Maybe like the Democrats would want to take over the movement, kind of like the Republicans have taken over the uh, Tea Parties, and now it's no no longer about freedom and and anti-banker. Now it's more Republicans against Democrats and 
you know, it's a it's, big turn off the tea. You no, know, that's really now. the same thing happening. Is the Republicans will come in and they'll and they'll agree with the problem and then they'll propose a solution. Is oh, you know, vote in Republicans. They present this ridiculous solution, right? The answer is yes to your question. The the, the conservatives, essentially the small government conservatives or smaller government conservatives, people that claim to be that, I don't know if they really are or not, but those people have come in and infiltrated the Libertarian Party and taken it over. I mean, it is completely subsumed by them at, at this point. It's one of the reasons why I publicly quit the Libertarian Party last year, besides the fact that I don't think there's any real point uh, to, I think the third, the deck is stacked against third parties as well. But I would have kept going with the, the LP if they'd have stuck to principle. But they have been taken over from the inside and com- and completely. I mean, the, the National Libertarian Party is a shell of its former self. It's an embarrassment to anybody that understands uh, what the non-aggression principle is. The idea that in order to be free, you must allow your neighbors to be free. You cannot advocate for aggressing uh, aggressing against peaceful people to get your way. And the uh, the right. National Libertarian Party doesn't get that. So the answer is yes. The Libertarian Party, at least, has already been taken over by those people. As far as them taking over the entire liberty movement, that's not really possible. There are too many organizations that have too many different kind of uh, aspects to them. Uh, they would not be able to take them all over. I mean, w- they may be able to take get in influential positions in some of them, but. I mean, for instance, there's there's certain structures that are set up that are very decentralized. Things like the Free Agents Network, fr33agents.com. Uh, there's there's no real way that they can be taken over. The you know the Free Keen movement uh, here in Keene, freekeen.com is is very uh, difficult to be taken over. So yes, they have already been successful at it, and no, there's no way they can take the movement over. Well, they itself. take over everything. See, I I, I supported Obrador. I'm, I'm I live real close to Mexico. And I supported this Mexican president, Obrador, who wasn't letting the oil corporations and the bankers do whatever the heck they wanted with Mexico. And he won, actually, but uh, they stole it through the election. It's a long story. But, uh, but his party has been taken over now. So it, all the people that were for Obrador, they're real tricky like that. All the people that were over, over, with, for Obrador uh, in Mexico uh, are used to saying, oh, we're for, for the party called PRD. And the, the party's been taken over. The, 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 since they have, they have all the money, the top 1% globally, they have all the money. They can pretty much infiltrate anything. Well, not, not anything. They can't infiltrate my radio show. You know, there are certain things that are uninfiltratable. But you're right. As far as the political process is concerned, it's completely open to the people that have the time and the resources uh, to go and do exactly what you're suggesting, which is why the political process is so difficult to change, at, especially at a national level. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think there's a chance for politics to be successful locally, but let's continue. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Mark's here, too. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features 
They're free, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site for your downloading convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you know, the big brother search engines, uh, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. You know, I've been using it for I, I, I probably more than seven days now, and it, the, the results are great, and it's kind of nice to know that uh, you're not being watched in the process. It sure is. All right, we're going to continue here and take your calls about what you want. Let's go to Andy in Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. Andy, Michigan. Going How you doing? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, I just, I'll throw in my two cents about the pledge real quick. Um, the pledge of Allegiance. Um, my son is in the Cub Scouts, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure if you guys know how nationalistic that is. But pretty darn. Pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. Pretty darn nationalistic. And every time you go to one of these meetings, the first thing they do is set up those flags, and they want everybody to stand up and do the thing. And I, I can't do it. So I, I. I stand, but I put my hands behind my back and I don't see anything. I get some weird looks, but wow, I can't, I can't do it. What yeah, about your son? I can't say but that. I have to ask though, if you feel that strongly and and you say that they're nationalistic in a derogatory way, it sounds like like you was, don't I like that. I was overruled. Uh, I was overruled by the wife. Ah, uh, okay, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> Question answer, thanks. You know, I'm like, why are you there? You know, I've got to say that I think that um, the things that the Cub Scouts do are great. Uh, they, you know, by and large, teach young men to be good. Sorry, I was late. Yeah, whatever. It's for the to greater be, good to, to be send your kids good, to the Cub Scouts. Good young men. However, you know, the nationalistic thing bothers me too, and I've I've thought about it, and I just don't know. What I think. I mean, it's, it's. What do you not know? Well, I'm not sure it's, it is the equivalent of the Hitler Youth, the uh, the, the, Cub oh, the Cub Scouts. But I was a Cub Scout, and my memories of the Cub Scouts are fond. It's not a state-run program, though. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know that the Hitler Youth well, necessarily was really? entirely the whole time either. Yeah, may you have been belong a to something. I mean, I it's, it satisfies a desire in a child to belong to something, to have friends. You know, you have this. You know, it's sort of this structured environment where your needs are are met. Uh, the question is, you know. I, let's let's provide alternatives. Let's let let's provide a the less national, a non-nationalistic uh, uh, alternative. Yeah. There's even talk of it actually in, really? in New Hampshire. It's hard to find a it's hard to find a non-nationalistic anything around here these days. Yeah, there was talk in New um, Hampshire about trying to form a youth group that would that would act very that would provide similar sorts of opportunities for kids. That's a great idea. And, and a lot of it was we were just going to have the adults be resources for the kids and let the kids run it. I mean, I think that's mm. that would be great for a kid is to actually is yeah. actually be involved in what in the kind of plans going on and the kind of things they do and just have adults there for guidance that's, and wisdom. You know, that's a provide. great idea, Dale. But it's one of those things that's that's never going to see the light of day outside of New Hampshire, at least initially. I mean, because you've got to get the parents together that have that drive, yeah. that have the uh, that are willing to take the initiative to start something like that, because that's what it always takes. I mean, we've got some of the best activists I think in the world here in New Hampshire, and more are coming all the time as part of the Free State Project, which we'll tell you about in a little bit, Uh, but it's basically activists, liberty-minded people getting together and getting active. But it still takes, even amongst those those best activists, it still takes a doer to step up and say, all right, it's time to stop talking about this and move forward with it. And I think this is the only place you're going to find something like that. It's like you said, uh, Andy, you're you're in Michigan. Uh, Nothing like that is available, right? 
No. Well, and the, the city that's local to me has a, a libertarian city councilor, but uh, most of the populace regards him as a do-nothing because he won't vote yes on anything. So he's getting run out of town, you know. But the, the, the climate is all wrong for for anything. So. so he got elected, did what he was supposed to do as a as a liberty-minded person and voted no on all the status proposals they put in front of him and now he's being ousted because by the voters? Yep. Cuz he didn't do anybody any political favors, he didn't uh, you know, cut anybody any welfare checks or anything like that and so he's he's been, being taken out. Uh, that's somebody who needs to be talked to about the Free State Project. You know, uh, think get about up here. it. Think about it. Politicians. I mean, they you, you don't uh, you know go through that whole process of electing someone to not do anything. And what else is there for politicians to do other than make new laws? So that I mean, it's it's inherent in the very nature of the beast that it would do nothing but grow. It's it's not a place for libertarians. So it why really you, isn't? The thing, I, the thing I called about tonight was the milk. Milk. The milk. What about the government? The, the wonderful government. Um, our local congresswoman, Candace Miller, she's she's a member of the House of So-Called Representatives, mm-hmm. and uh, she had an article in our local paper about how she voted for this this FDA bill that gives three hundred and fifty million dollars to the dairy industry. Oh yeah, and it gives two hundred and sixty million dollars directly to the dairy farmers, and it gives ninety million dollars. It sets aside ninety million dollars to buy dairy products to put in food banks. And she says, one of her, I don't know if I'm quoting directly, but she says in the article, we just couldn't let this go by. Milk prices are so low, we have to help our dairy farmers. And I just thought, are you kidding me? Why are the milk prices low? Because of the subsidies, Why? actually, the the milk milk's been getting because subsidized for a long time. This is it's actually kind of old even, news. Just to get just to get down to the base of it, if the milk prices are low, it's because there's too much stupid milk. Well, and it's also because they milk, have been the receiving. The thing you want to do is prop up dairy farmers who made bad decisions to make too much milk. Well, the, well, the point of information, uh, it seems like you're coming into this milk controversy a little late to the game. This is old news. I mean, the, the, not necessarily that this particular FDA package is old, but it's old news that the milk companies have been getting millions, multi-million dollar subsidies from the federal government and state governments for a long time. They are very well tied in with the state. The uh, the milk producers, uh, the, the national kind of level, the big boy milk producers, they're very tied in they definitely have been getting subsidies so this is just a continuation of the subsidies they've been getting which is one of the reasons why they've been overproducing is because they've been, they're being subsidized uh to do it so milk prices might actually be a little higher if it weren't for uh for all the federal subsidies at least that's my understanding of the situation it's it's, it's another example of people people that are in government because they're either connected or wealthy who don't have a clue about anything Absolutely. Yep. And now, a quick, quick question: Are there are there a lot of dairy farms in Michigan? Um, there's a fair amount, yeah. Because that's, I mean, usually when a politician is writing some sort of public uh, article, she's usually pointing out, or he or he is usually pointing out how how great of a job they've done at taking the you know a bunch of federal money and giving them to uh, to new to Michigan businesses in this particular case. That, that's usually what they're pointing out is, hey, I'm helping the state of Michigan out. We're taking money from those other states. We're bringing it here. We're helping out the Michigan milk producers. We're helping out the cheese uh, producers. I guess that's Wisconsin, but you know that's that's what they do. They make cheese it's in just, Michigan too. It's just crazy that 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 
she makes herself out to be this great humanitarian, and never once is one word mentioned about where did the $350 million come from and what would have been done with it had it not been stolen from people to give to farmers who are too stupid to slow down on producing milk when the price gets too low. That's that's really a great, a great question, and it addresses the issue of the seen and the unseen, because it's really easy for, uh, for a politician to point out all of the things they've done with the money, but you're right, they can't point out what would have been done with it otherwise. If you had been allowed to keep the money, instead of having it forced from your hands into the hands of the government agents, if you'd been allowed to keep the money, then you would have been able to allocate it much more efficiently than some disconnected government bureaucrat who has no idea what the marketplace is or what market signals are because they're completely uh, isolated from that stuff. If each individual were to, were to be able to keep their money, they'd be able to spend it or save it or, or give it away in the ways they think was, uh, would be best. And maybe some would make mistakes in that process, but overall, you would be deciding better for yourself and your life what is right to do. Someone's, someone lost a job because their, their business that they were in did not do as well because the money wasn't there to spend on it. And, and no one will know who that is. And because it's not like you said, it's unseen. There, no politician will pay the price for that for that job that they that they killed. Andy, thanks for the call. Maybe one of the people that lost their job, or at least maybe what lost some business, are the the raw milk farmers who you know they're they're being competed against by these subsidies. It's free talk live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Enjoy ours on us, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it at Amazon in dozens of different categories. Even used items, you can buy those at Amazon. Plus, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of their brand new items. Get your shopping done, get the stuff you need and the stuff you want, and help Free Talk Live out at the same time. Same great Amazon prices, you just enter through our portal, amazon.freetalklive.com, and a cut will go to Free Talk Live. Somebody said, uh, sent me an email just the other day. And they said, Ian, will you check your Amazon uh, listings and see if my order came through? Because people are, you know, they worry. They want to make sure that Free Talk Live got the percentage. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, when you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, if you order something, it'll get to us. The only thing that they've, the only 
caveat to that is if you go to Amazon.freetalklive.com and then don't order for 24 hours, the cookie expires and then we won't get it. But if you're just going shopping right then and there, you'll be fine. And so somebody ordered like $2,500 worth of home theater stuff, brand new receivers, speakers, the whole deal. They're, they're creating a brand new home theater for themselves. And they ordered it through Amazon.freetalklive.com. So thanks so much uh, for doing that to everybody, even if you're ordering just a book. But one of the things you can't get on Amazon is a gun. A Springfield pistol. You can't get any guns on Amazon. Yep, and if you uh, and now uh, the Millionaire Patriot will be the one to give you that gun if if you uh, Free. go ahead. Yep, take advantage of his offer here to uh, for training uh, that that is uh, in meets law enforcement and military standards. I thought it exceeded meets law and, and yes exceeds and it provides it without any of that boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitude. Who wants to be yelled at? I, I I wouldn't pay somebody to yell at me. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> That's the reason I couldn't make it through college. I'm not just not interested in telling paying somebody to tell me what to do. But you can go get your uh, front sight defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit that comes along with it, and that includes a free XD uh, Springery, Springfield Armory XD pistol uh, in the caliber of your choice. Go to frontsight.com today. That's frontsight.com. We have been following for the past several years throughout the history of this program. We've been doing it for now almost seven years. And all of this time, the situations in the airports of the United States have just been deteriorating. It it got worse dramatically immediately after the the 9-11 attacks. And ever since then, the TSA has been very, very creative in coming up with new ways to make your life more inconvenient uh, you know, now, now they've got the, the new thing that says you can't have bottled liquids that are over three ounces. And it's four. Four ounces, whatever. Some arbitrary, they picked some arbitrary yeah. number, and they decided that now, don't forget, you have to put it in a plastic baggie. Yeah, so so, and remember, it. if you need 20 ounces of liquid for your bomb, just put in five different bottles. Right. <laughs> but really, and that's what it amounts to, because yep. you have like a quart bag or something like that. It's that busy can, work for the terrorists. You can, put <laughs> you can put the water that you need or whatever it is that you're supposed to get, don't. because <laughs> you can't have a 12-ounce bottle of water uh-uh. that you can go on the plane with, well, you but can. you can fill up four ounce, uh, you know, three no, no, four-ounce no. containers and put them in a quart bag and no, carry it on. You can have a bottle of water. You just can't bring it through the checkpoint. So you have to throw away your bottle of water if you're drinking yeah. one up to the checkpoint. Then you can buy it from the little penned-in area that they have, mm-hmm. and you can pay five times more than you should. Right. Well, the idea is is that, in fact, it's not water. I guess you're sneaking through. I don't know. It's I mean, acid. A bottle of acid. You're going to throw it all over the, the flight. It's, I it's, it's, no, it's sodium non-zoate, which is used in... Uh, no, I don't know what yeah. I'm right. talking about. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the people at the checkpoint, they don't know either. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's just it's just this red herring that that's thrown out there. You got to watch out for the water. Yeah. Uh, you could bring whatever you wanted through as long as it's in four ounce containers They're in a drowning. quart bag. They're I mean, drowning I, the terrorists and bureaucracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bring every time I have this little bag that I've you know just for these situations that I've put together that I've got little four ounce containers from Walmart. Mm-hmm. These travel containers and they're full of different concoctions, whether it's hair gel or my unit cure that I always carry, or, um, you know, toothpaste. You and say that, cologne. Mark, but we all know you're making a bomb. <laughs> right. All these different things, and it could be anything. They never check it. This is not about safety. This is about theater. 
It's also about obedience. It's about training people to bow down, to bend over, to do jumping jacks, or whatever else it is that they're demanded, the TSA agents and the government agents are demanding that they do in order to get on the plane to go see grandma or to uh, you know go on a business trip or go on a vacation or whatever it is, the reason people are going somewhere. But people are going somewhere, and they have a place to be, and they have a time they're going to be there. People are waiting for them. And so they don't, even if they understand what freedom is, they don't want to take the time to, to you know, to uh, p- poke their head up above the waves and possibly be targeted by these people. Mark, you've you've had yourself surrounded by a policeman and a dog, and just for being relatively ornery, not particularly. Yeah, just difficult. saying I didn't want to be patted down and saying right. that the reason that they were stopping me was stupid. This is it's a very intense situation, very police state like, and of course it just keeps getting worse with uh, more requirements. I've heard that they're putting in the requirement that says that they're going to start checking people. What is it they're checking? They're checking something about domestic flights now. They're they're checking your identification or they're they're checking. I think they have to approve you now for domestic flights, if I'm not mistaken. Your on name that. has to it, it has to be the same name as the purchased it. I can't remember. Some, there, there's so many rules. There's so many uh, regulations. And get ready for this one, because this is a real doozy. CBS reporting, with the holiday season just a few weeks away, health officials fear the swine flu will pick up right along with air travel. New government guidelines are on their way, designed to help keep passengers healthy. This flu season airport staff across the nation won't just be looking for security threats. They'll also be looking out for health threats. People who look like they may have the H1N1 virus. Now, what are the symptoms of the flu? A lot of people have I bet it's very like similar to some, some things that are very, very common that mm-hmm. aren't the flu. Well, if you have those symptoms, you might get screened a little more special. The government says that people traveling internationally may be screened for the H1N1 virus as they leave or enter the United States. It feels a bit overboard, said a Connecticut resident. The government warns that some passengers may be asked to pass through a screening device, have their temperatures taken, answer questions about their health, and even be quarantined if someone on the flight shows symptoms of H1N1. Now, you might say to yourself, oh, it's just international flights. You know, we've got to protect ourselves from the sick foreigners coming over here. Uh, I can see where, you know, you might be coming from because that's kind of the way things have always been. We'll treat the foreigners different than the Americans. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think everybody's a human being. And I mean, I guess if somebody does have some awful sickness, then that's that's one thing. But we're just talking about the flu here. How many times have there been flu checkpoints set up in the United States, regardless of whether they're at the borders or anywhere else? How many times have there been flu checkpoints? Because that's what we're talking about here. I have never heard of them, but well, people are crazy about this inch one, in But one, it's just the flu. It's a much. different variation of the flu. It's not People aren't dying any more from H1N1 than they're dying from the regular flu, are they? I haven't heard that. I, have you? No. But 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 in the past, but but we society collapsed, and so <laughs> oh no wait no it didn't never mind no Sorry. some people get sick from the flu and a few people die but most people get better yeah uh, the symptoms of this flu are brown eyes black hair poverty and disobedience well but that's just it turbans right? <laughs> it's gonna start with the international being a hot flights. chick that's another uh, symptom it's gonna start with the the international flights but if they start ginning up fear about this whole uh, swine flu thing, which they're trying to do. If the fear really starts to get uh, stirred up, then it won't be long before domestic flights.
will be subjected to these flu checks. I'm all for it. I really am, said Mount Vernon resident Rosa Raspaldo, because guaranteed, if people are coughing on the plane, all of those germs will be spread around. I've got to say that I pretty much get sick just about every time I get on a plane. But the H1N1 it's, virus it's common for me too. isn't just a danger in the skies. Buses and trains can also be a breeding ground for germs. Millions of riders climb aboard every day, and that has many taking precautions. Uh, they go on talking about how you should get vaccinated. New York is posting signs reminding customers to keep their sneezes and coughs to themselves. I don't care how many... Does no one ever consider whether the... Take, take. I'm sorry, sorry, what were you saying? I said I don't care how many uh, news articles they put out. I'm not taking the N1H1 vaccine. You may not be able to fly again. Fine. It, does it never occur to anyone that the cure can be worse than the problem? I, I, it just, it's, it's just it's so out of proportion. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine this. Okay, look, they're starting it on international flights, but you know it's not going to stop there. Because if people have this H1N1 thing within the country, then it's dangerous to travel within the country. And so they'll start checking people. They'll start checking your temperature. There's a photo here from a Mexican airport where some girl is opening her mouth, sticking her tongue out. Ah! <laughs> and there's some government agent looking in her mouth. Do that again. Ah! <laughs> so this is scary. I mean, the government is starting to give people health checks at the airport. And what if they determine you have the flu? Are they going to mandate that you either get uh, the, the vaccine right there on the spot or you have to go home? What's the next step here? Think about that. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want toll free at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. We'll tell you more about them in a little bit. 1 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will continue taking your phone calls, and if we get a chance, we'll tell you about some of the controversy that's been exploding here uh, recently amongst the activists in New Hampshire. But first, let's go to your phone calls, because you've been waiting patiently. Dan is in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Dan in New Hampshire, going once. At the end of the last segment, you um, had a question about a person who was uh, suspected of having flu in the airport. Yes. And your question was, uh, what are they going to do, force a vaccine or send them home? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, the answer would, or the answer I would think would be send them home because if they're already infected with, with like, the swine flu, then they're still going to be infectious if they have the vaccine. That's a good point. 
in fact, uh, well, they fact, might do worse than that. They might quarantine the person. That they actually mentioned in the story. The story, just for those just tuning in, is that the government is putting into place procedures that will allow them to uh, to screen international passengers. So people both leaving and coming back into uh, the United States will be screened for H1N1 flu. If you are spotted having flu-like symptoms, they are going to check you out. They may take your temperature. They may do other things to you. They may inspect take you. Take your temperature. Yes. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, and then... If you don't open your mouth, where do they put the thermometer? Oh, my. Then uh, they... Think it's one of those little things in your ear. Oh, okay. They could do that. And then it's not they, funny anymore, Mark. They, <laughs> Thanks. They may very well quarantine. It says right here in the story that you will uh, possibly have questions asked of you. Uh, you'll be passing through a screening device, have your temperature taken, and possibly be quarantined if uh, if someone on the flight shows symptoms of H1N1. So I don't know if that means they're oh. going to quarantine the entire flight or if they're just going to quarantine the individual that has the symptoms. But there's that's a, what it sounds like. Right. That they're going to quarantine the entire flight. The that's way you scary. I don't know what to expect, uh, but I'm telling you that it's probably more likely that they will quarantine the person than just send them back home. And that's even more frightening. And what's more scary than that is that they're going to likely expand this out to domestic flights at some point. This is how they do it. They start over in this one area. They test the waters. They see how people you know, accept the idea of some TSA bureaucrat snapping a glove on and going inside your mouth and popping a thermometer in your ear or whatever – and then they they move it out. They expand the program. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts well, for us, Dan? Well, that sounds worse than what I was listening to before the break. But yeah. Oh yeah, just depends. just give them but time. Just, they'll they'll make it worse. Somebody has the disease. The, the vaccine vaccine won't do anything. That's thank, all. I, thank you for I pointing that out. I appreciate it, Dan. Mm-hmm. I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up what you want. We go to Jake in Missouri. Jake, you're on the amp line on Free Talk Live. Hey there, guys. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind hey, tonight? I wanted to talk about an uh, encounter I had with a New Hampshire cop here all the way down in Missouri. How weird, um, right? Okay. What had happened was uh, it was kind of a friend of a friend, and uh, he was visiting in town. And uh, my wife had actually told me that there was a New Hampshire cop, uh, you know, at the bar with us. And he uh, the first thing i asked him was about was what he thought of the, the free staters <laughs> and and well first of all i wanted to find out if he'd heard of you know how familiar he was i you know oh I, sure he has sure like, he has. Not, oh, not no. being immersed in it yeah not being immersed in it like you guys are down in missouri here i i'm trying to feel you know what what is the uh i guess the uh, extent of uh you know what? You know what? What have you? What kind of effect have you guys had on the cops up there? And he really didn't have a whole lot good to say about the cops. And the first thing. Wait, he wait, 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 wait. Point of information. Good to say I'm about sorry, the cops. About the free, okay. I, I, I misspoke. I'm sorry about the free senators. Of course not. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot good to say about it. And he kind of hemmed and hawed. And I, obviously, he knew. I, I think he knew I was coming from a position of support of the free staters, which mm-hmm. I am. And the first thing he kind of brought up was. The gun carrying, which I kind of found surprising, um, he did not think that anybody outside of the cops should be allowed to carry a gun. So and you you said the, to him, so you carry a gun, but you don't think other people should? Exactly. I mean, that's his position. So he's elitist. <laughs> right. That's, that's and, not an anti-gun position. It's an, a pro-elitism position. I Well, I agree with that. And, and, I, and I reminded him, well, there is... You know, the law says that, you know, but your law says that 
there is an open carry law. And he said, well, why would anybody outside of the cops want to, to carry a gun? <laughs> and that's why I stopped them. He must be from Massachusetts. He, he must have been uh, a transplant, because you would think that a New Hampshire-born uh, police officer would be more likely to understand. Because I can tell you that around here in, uh, in Keene, they're very okay with the idea of people carrying guns around. There, there are different responses from different departments around the, uh, the state of New Hampshire. We've seen from yeah. the activists that have moved here out in Manchester, they're constantly harassing the activists That's there. That's fascinating to me, too, because Keene is seen as a more liberal area. Uh, yeah. you know, that's sort of just the stereotype is Keene is more liberal, and, and I think a lot of times it fits. Mm-hmm. And so it is surprising that there's like really just about, I can't think of an incident Never where been anyone's an issue. been challenged about having a gun. I've been here three years, here. and when we did the, the ride-along with uh, the, the uh, Shane Maxfield, he's one of the police lieutenants here in town, we did the ride-along with him. He addressed the issue, and he said, look, you, you'll never have any problem from one, of, well, from one of our officers with that particular issue. And indeed, when Jesse, uh, one of the activists here, was doing his illegal gardening event, he brought a rifle along with him to you know hunt gophers if they happen to pop up, I think is what he said. And... They didn't even want the rifle when they arrested him. They, I know he got on desk for not getting Jesse's rifle, and I'm like, uh, you arrested him. Why don't you take his possessions <laughs> right. and, and keep them safe for him? You so know? I took the, I, they asked me to take the gun and take it away from there. Yeah. So it's just like they had the opportunity to even confiscate a gun right then, and in Keene, they didn't even take that opportunity. So I mean, He left the gun sitting there. He's like, you guys yeah. left the gun back there. And I'm like, we left it back there? I'm just yeah. here with a camera. I didn't, you know... <laughs> Yeah, he was from Rochester. I, I'm not familiar with the layout of, of New Hampshire, but I don't know how close that is to, to Keene. But he certainly wasn't from Keene or anywhere really that I'd heard of. But, no. you know, it, he went on about that. And I finally told him, I said, listen, I'm not here to talk and it, it, talk about the Second Amendment or the guns. Because, to be honest, the, the right, the conservative right, they kind of have taken that under their wing as a battle. It, to me, it's not. It's an issue, but I think that there is other issues to be fought. And, that kind of segued into marijuana, and I know that's kind of a big thing that you guys with the 420 smokes, or uh, I guess the, the 420 uh, smoke cuts that you guys have been having. Yeah, every single day. Talk, every single day, which I, is amazing. It's it's uh, happening in Manchester and in Keene. It started in Keene, spread to Manchester about a week after it started here in Keene. It's been going strong now for over two weeks. At starting this up point. in Derry. It's starting in Derry. They're going to start it people in the, saying they're planning to attend, and that's just people who who have confirmed. Is that, that going to be a daily to, event? In Derry? I think that's the plan. I think uh, that's the idea. I know the Upper Valley area is going to have one on a weekly basis, I believe. That's going to be more of like a, a later event, not going to happen at 420, but they're going to do something. So it's, it is spreading across the state. So what, would, what was your conversation there? Well, I, I asked him to point to the victim because I, I first came out in favor of the decriminalization or the legalization. I know we've, we've, over the past week, we've, you, 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 I know you've talked about the exact term that we're looking for, but... You know, I talked to him about the, uh, you know, the legalization of it, and, you know, of course he was – and I asked, actually, I specifically asked him about law enforcement against prohibition. That was how I, I segued into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't familiar with it. He never heard of LEAP. Hmm. Or of Leap. And, uh, you know, so then I asked him to, to produce a victim for me, and, and then he, he started to tell me about how I could show you these studies where it's a, it's a segue drug into to, to harsher drugs. And I said – well, listen, for every, for every study that you show me that it is, I'll show you one that it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that doesn't fly with me. Including and, the federal government, by the way, including the federal government's own Institute of Medicine study. I believe it was done in 1999 or 2000, around that time frame, where their own study admits that there is no gateway drug effect with marijuana. 
It's it's right. really just it's an it's an incredibly well known within the science community uh, misinterpretation of the data to see it as a Segway drug because the whole notion of you know it's it's a sample error where you where you basically talk to people who have already trans have already segued like people who are addicted to some stronger substance and say did you smoke pot first but they don't talk to all the people who smoked pot and never segued so it's it's right. they've basically set it up no for. Control. I'll tell you what, I'll bring you back in a moment here, uh, Jake, more with you, more with Jake, and we'll talk about conversing with the police about drug decriminalization, drug legalization. If you can get a cop on board with law enforcement against prohibition, you've got a real win on your hands, but it's not an easy task in many cases. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Gunday, Gunday, Gunday. Three days to exercise your Second Amendment rights for only $10 per person. October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. The world's largest machine gun shooting military gun show is fun for the whole family. With machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and over 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. Call 502-922-4457 or visit KnobCreekRange.com. That's K-N-O-V CreekRange.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam. All free. And our brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines. Get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. AudiblePodcast.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. Those audiobooks, by and large, are unabridged, too, so it's hours and hours of content. You can uh, try the, try one out by downloading a free audiobook today at AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. That slash FTL is your ticket to a free book. AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. All right, we're going to continue with your phone calls about what you want and go back to Jake in Missouri. Jake, you were at a local Missouri establishment hanging out with some friends. You then discovered that there was a New Hampshire police officer there. And uh, the three of us doing the show, we are in New Hampshire. That's where we originate this program from. So we talk for often amount of time about some of the activism that's going on here because the Free State Project chose New Hampshire a few years ago as its destination. And, of course, the Free State Project is a movement dedicated to bringing as many liberty-oriented people all together to the same geographic area. There are nearly 10,000 people now who have signed. Not quite 10,000, so you could be within the first 10,000, but who have signed up to move to New Hampshire. Hundreds of them have already made the move, us included. And so you decided to bring up New Hampshire to this New Hampshire police officer, and you specifically asked about the Free State Project and how he felt about the uh, the Free Staters. He re- responded that he didn't like that Free Staters, many of them, some of them, uh, carry openly firearms, which is completely legal here in New Hampshire for anybody to do without begging the government for a permission slip. So you don't have to have a a permit or anything like that to just open carry a firearm. And he kind of came from the authoritarian position of, well, only the police should be able to carry guns. The rest of you peons shouldn't be able to. And I think that's outrageous, and I think it's an indicator that he probably isn't a New Hampshire native. It seems pretty shocking that somebody who might have been born here would would think that. He's been knighted and you're just a serf. Right, but then you moved on to the drug war issue, and talking drug war with cops is always interesting. What was your conversation there, Jake? Go ahead. Well, I, I, I started off with asking him about law enforcement against prohibition, and he told me he hadn't heard of it. 
you know, so then I, I, I then proceeded to ask him about, you know, if he could provide to me the victim of, you know, if, you know, if you smoke marijuana, tell me the victim. And mm-hmm. then he then, you know, it, it took, I mean, the conversation went on for a while and he, he was getting frustrated. I could tell he, he tried to, to provide some kind of diagram of, of telling me, you know, where the drugs come from or where they originate. And, you know, of course, he terrorists, he de- demonized South America, of course, um, Colombia and Venezuela and and he he basically drew this this uh, diagram of you know how many hands it touched the dealers and, and you know where the manufacturer all of which is created by the drug war itself. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, in the end, after a, I mean a twenty thirty minute conversation, he finally just he lost it. I mean, it was amazing. The man went from a civil. I I, I gave him credit for having a civil conversation to out of control left the conversation, uh, it looked like he was about ready to snap because, and Jeez. I think that this is because because he has a brother that works for the military who's uh, tasked with uh, some kind of counter, you know, narcotic uh, mission down in South America. Right, like so poisoning fields, that sort of thing. Right, so yeah, so, so basically he felt that by my support, or I guess by... Uh, those that do drugs, we've created the demand. Uh, point of information, I don't smoke. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, the, the people that have created the demand have somehow put his life in danger because he, he's now tasked with, you know, eradicating the drugs uh, at their origin, uh, you know, as though he could not say no to that. As right. It, it, he chose that job. He picked that career. Yeah. And he's blaming, he's blaming uh, someone who's totally didn't cause any of that and the actual uh the actual source of it is the drug war itself that causes all those criminal pe- elements to get involved in that so and he's if, saying if, by that same uh sort of point of view any woman who has a diamond on her on her finger is responsible for the the, the bloodshed and the uh the, the mm. enslavement that goes on in africa for the looking of well, diamonds well some it's people believe that stupid <laughs> well yeah. I, I i understand yeah. where they're coming from with well, the problem is uh monopoly privilege yeah and in, in yeah. that in the case of diamonds is monopoly privilege on the people that uh, essentially own the uh, the land over there and treat people like serfs and in the case of government it's the monopoly privilege on being able to, to to poison farmers fields if they feel like it so let me see if i understood you here jake you're saying the best this cop could come up with as far as an answer to your question of where's the victim as in in regards to drug so-called crime was that his brother was the victim because I, I mean, he's with the military. His logic was not. Yeah, his his logic was very flawed. I mean, it, it was it was very difficult to stay with him. Uh, you, you know, Crazy. we weren't allowed bar. I mean, it was it was kind of difficult to follow him. But I, I guess in the end, his big kicker was the fact that you know he got he got emotional when it when he thought of his brother was somehow well he probably is in the line of fire because he's out there. You know, you know, raiding these drug, you know, the the, the drug, the, the traffickers down in South America, and you know, it's it's a, just a classic case of blaming the victim. And you know, if you, there is no, when you force it underground, of course, there's going to be you know alternative means of justice, and of you don't have the you know any kind of court system to be able to you know rectify any kind of wrongdoings it, it, it forces it underground it becomes a problem and and he could yeah. not get past that you know you i i hope you just enjoy that kind of argument because i think someone like that uh i mean even having a discussion like that with a police officer you have to 
to go into it realizing that they are thoroughly entrenched in that. They're incredibly biased. Uh, the drug war is job security for him and his brother. Uh, it, it's kind of funny. He said, uh, you know, you're putting my brother's in, uh, life in danger. Well, his brother chose that profession, and the profession was created by the drug war. So he could also complain that his brother would lose his job if the, yeah. if the people were not doing the illegal drugs. Absolutely. So, right. so you know, I, right, there, I he's entrenched. And, and, and really, um, I kind of think that those are – you can certainly have those discussions with cops and everything. But I think that the real headway is going to be made um, – Elsewhere, and then you know, just putting pressure on the people in, that are entrenched like that, that to make their jobs difficult, even though because they because they have a personal stake in it. Right, great, great well, story. And, you know, and then and he he went on to to almost blame me for the number of prosecutors and jailers that are that now have to put up with these people as though it's their fault. Yeah, as, as though, as though they'd have a job otherwise. Are you kidding? <laughs> they love it. The prosecutors love the drug Job war. security. That's money for yeah, them. Absolutely. Anytime absolutely somebody gets busted. I was in an arraignment this past week here in uh, Keene District Court where the, the entire courtroom was full of people. I mean, m- full to the point I'd never seen it that full. There were so many people in there. I don't know if you were there. Were you there for that one, Dale, uh, the Monday morning? Yes. They, they, they were lined along the side wall, along the back wall, along the other side wall. They were sitting, and every single chair was filled. We were and, joking that, like, we were making little cha-ching sounds, each person that walked right. away from the table. Because, well, they always call them up for plea bargains yeah. first before they actually call the uh, the arraignments. And it's just crazy. And, of course, all of them are there. Most all of them, 80-plus percent, are there for completely nonviolent, peaceful acts like possessing a plant or a chemical. And it's just so outrageous. Thanks for the call. Thanks for, uh, for having that conversation. I think that having these conversations are important. Even if the cops want to get upset and storm off, they're getting upset because they're feeling that cognitive dissonance. You're right. You're right. It's an important thing. I and, think. And you got to find out where they're at and, and bolster them if they do feel the same way. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Perloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590. This is Free Talk Live. It can be your program to take control of if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner right at the top of the banner column at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. As we continue taking your calls about what you want, it's Steve in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Steve. Hi. um, I got three points. The first one is, Ian, you remember Keith Malinak? Keith Malinak, program director, former program director of our affiliate for Saturday nights in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, WSCFM. Great guy. Correct. Wow. Um, he got terminated. Yeah, and a few now months he's back. working for Glenn Beck. Really? Yep. Oh, good for him. Actually, it's his, 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 his dream job. He, he loves it. 
That's fantastic. You know, it's always wonderful when uh, people get fired and then they end up moving on to something that they otherwise wouldn't have had if they stuck, if they for whatever reason had ended up staying where they were. There's so many stories like that where it seems in many cases like it's the end of the world, but really it's just the next uh, the, the next door is about to open for you. And that was exactly. uh, that's great. What so he's producing for uh, for Glenn Beck? Yeah, he's actually yeah, he's a producer for Glenn Beck, which is really cool. How did you find uh, that out, Steve? I I talked to Kyle Mercier here locally. You, you talked to who? Kyle Mercier, um, he's ninety four point three WSC. Oh, okay, very good. And then yeah, so oh, so wait, are you in you South know? Carolina or North Carolina? South Carolina. Oh, okay, they had you wrong on the the call screening. Oh, okay. okay. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, great news. Uh, and by the yeah. way, uh, Keith is a very liberty-friendly dude. He's probably still kind of more the conservative-leaning uh, type. But then, having... he's, then he's in a good show because uh, Glenn Beck is is you know basically moving from conservative to libertarian. To libertarian right? And I'm a lot of people in the the liberty movement have been giving Glenn Beck trouble as though he's a plant by the government or you know he's meant to throw people off or something like that. I feel like he's on the same journey that most of us were on at one point or another, and it's, still are on. It's, I think you're. Right. Liberty. I think you're right about that, Mark, but I think that – and I don't know. I'm not in Glenn Beck's position, but just kind of looking at it from the outside perspective, it's got to be more difficult to do that transition, to, to, uh, to experience that transition in a position like Glenn Beck is in. I mean, Glenn Beck started in, in – I mean, he's been in radio for a long time. He's, I think he was, what, top 40 for a while or yeah. a, a music DJ as, as I was. He worked uh, for uh, the Clear Channel when we were down in Sarasota. I were, uh, he was know, in there Tampa. Was a, there was a uh, rebroadcast station that we had right. um, on the AM, so – you know, I I sold Glenn Beck when he was just uh, a, a local regular, show. Yeah, a local yeah, he, show. He was a Tampa Bay show, and it was in when he was in Tampa Bay that he started breaking out into national syndication, and he started getting really big in national syndication. And now he's the number three, I think, tied with uh, Michael Savage for the third most listened to talk show in the entire country. It basically goes Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck. And so the guy's been in a major success story, and he's he's done it through the established system, which is it's not easy to do. Uh, there are a lot of conservative clones out there, rush clones that are vying for you know second place, that are vying for third place. I don't think any of them ever think they can possibly supplant uh, Rush Limbaugh himself. But in order to get up to the point where Glenn Beck is, he has to to please the man, right? I mean, he's got a he, you and I, Mark, doing free talk live would never have made it to where Glenn Beck is if Free Talk Live stayed as it was. This open format panel discussion with a very pro-liberty, essentially bent to it. I can see that as soon as we would have gotten out of Knights, which is where we we started the show, and we Mm -hmm. still are doing the show at at Knights, but they originally told us way back in the day, when they took us off the air of the FM station that we started on, they told us, don't worry guys, we're going to bring you back. And you actually weren't with the show at that time. But they told Free Talk Live at that time, don't worry, we're going to bring you back as our afternoon drive show. Which was, to me, was just great news. Because we've been in evenings and more people listen in afternoons. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. Now, what they ended up doing was reneging on their promise. They ended up going with Sean Hannity's show. And Free Talk Live was just kind of left to the dust at that point. And, and shortly thereafter, uh, I was fi- I was let go from Clear Channel. I got a, a four-week severance package, which was okay, considering I was not really the, a full-timer. You worked for them for 
eight years. Or yeah, six years, I think, is what it was. But uh, so then I took Free Talk Live, and it, again, it was that you know that opportunity that opened up for me. I was then free to take my show and do what I wanted with it. I didn't have to stay within the the corporate structure of Clear Channel to make Free Talk Live a success. And I don't think Free Talk Live could have stayed the way that it was had I stayed with Clear Channel. Had they put us on the air in the afternoon drive. I think it would have been the first week that we would have been called into the general manager's office, who was not uh, the guy that got us started. It was a different general manager by the time they uh, they let me go. And so they probably would have called us in there, and they would have laid down the rules. Then then we would have had to stick to the rules, because they had told us the rules before, but no one ever listened to the show. There, there was no pro- Effectively, there was no program director for Free Talk Live at that time. So we just kind of got to grow the show without anybody saying, uh-uh, no, this is how you do it. No, no, you can't do that. This is how you do it. So we didn't have that with Free Talk Live. But you can damn well guarantee that a week into the show being in the afternoons, they would have come in and they would have said, nope, you can't do this, you can't do this. Look, we've got these advertisers, we've got to please them, we've got to do this and this and this, and you're just going to have to change things. You, you, just sure, to change. you sure can't talk about legalizing drugs. You right. cannot talk about the, the government is bad. Listen, you cannot kid. Talk, <laughs> listen, talk about kid. any of that stuff. You want to make this show to national syndication, you'll do what we tell you to you do. You want to make this It'll show to It'll be like all week. the other shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's exactly how you get it. to the top is by being just like all the other shows. That's exactly Don't break what, any of the rules. That's what they were telling us when they first gave us the rules. But as I said, no one was paying attention after they gave us the rules. Cause, so I just ignored the rules that I didn't like. But that would have been completely different had we gone. So what I'm saying is Glenn Beck has has risen his way up through the ranks by pleasing the man. He's the entire way throughout his so career. I would say, I'm, um, given the situation he's in, I'm pretty impressed that yeah, he is exactly. as libertarian-leaning as he is so it can't be uh, on easy. a mainstream show like that. He's got yeah. major advertisers that he's got to please. He's and got that's probably still g- a good thing. Uh, you know, and, and listen, this is a, I know this must be sound strange coming from me, but he's getting people part of the way there. I think so. A, f- a, ch- a chunk of people. You know, a lot of people. And so, you know, that's, they're, that much, they're primed for a better message now. So. And and, Even if his message isn't perfect. So. Right. And and that Glenn Beck has had the intellectual integrity, and I don't know how much integrity he has, but I don't know the guy, but that he's had enough integrity to change his position on some things yeah. over time. That's one of the rules they tell you you don't do. As I remember a talk show host, three years ago, um, I, re- I remember hearing him uh, talking to a guy who claimed to be a libertarian on the air, and he said to the guy, you people scare me. And he was talking about libertarians. And, and now he's self-identified. Yeah, basically the, uh, the the whole drug war thing was what seemed to bother him the most. And you know, he's, still does. he's a good Mormon guy or whatever, and, and it's, it's, it's tough for oh, him. Oh, is he Mormon? I didn't know He's that. a Mormon. Yeah, they, they always say, my religion, uh, rather than Mormon, but yeah, he's Mormon. I've listened to maybe five minutes of Glenn Beck. I'm, I'm really clueless. So, so, so it's from that perspective of somebody who's had to, uh, to build his show up through the, the establishment structure, to have him change as much as he has changed over the past... You know, the past couple of years, bringing people like uh, Penn Jillette on his show and John Stossel and things like that. That's good news. It's uh, I think it shows that he's moving in the right direction. And anybody that says he's some sort of CIA plan, I think they're full of it. Yeah, I do too. Right. Hello? Yes, you're here. Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we have you a caller? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. You guys are very long-winded. <laughs> well, I had to explain um, the point about how the business works and, and all that. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I hate to bring up the other point about Glenn Beck on The View. Barbara Walters said, you're an investigative reporter. He goes, no, no, I'm not. I'm a commentator, mm-hmm. and it's on YouTube. So it's like, you know, he does not do any investigative reporting. He just comments on, you know, what he feels, which is – a lot of people don't know that. They're thinking he's, he's grabbing the news. He's going to do the research, so on and so forth. Right. But he's not. 
Well, he does. Um, he does look for news um, in his show. He has a team, and, and they admittedly go and look for news, and, and he takes it from a different angle. However, he's, he's a, a commentator. Reporter. He's right. not responsible in the same way that a journalist is. Correct. Correct. Uh, point two. The uh, health screening by the TSA. Yes. I mean, what are they going to have a nurse practitioner there? No, no, it's probably a... just going to be the TSA. Somebody who would have been on welfare, welfare otherwise. I'll tell you what, I'll bring you back. I know you had a third point, okay. I think. Hang on, more with Steve here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Will Glenn Beck move further toward liberty? I sure hope so. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now. 800-259-9231. Well, maybe. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them to you free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. By the way, what we do with the amp money, we take it in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Because, you know, Glenn Beck, he isn't a liberty-oriented talk show host. He still is, we were just talking about his his career and how he's he shifted and he's changed positions, and that's good. He's maybe going in the right direction. But to get a real, pure message of liberty out to the American people, this is the only show that's doing it. And so help get behind us by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who have trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create your will or a living trust, and even register a trademark. Uh, they've got patents over there empowering you, protecting you with common, common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 on your order. It's LegalZoom.com. I've done it. I made a will over there. It's fast and easy, and uh, you should too. Okay, Steve is back in South Carolina. Steve, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Thank you, guys. I was talking about the TSA doing health screenings, mm-hmm. and if you don't have a nurse practitioner or a doctor present, then how are you going to diagnose anyone? Oh, don't worry about it. They can waive the rules. I mean, it's the government, so they'll just allow. They'll just give their TSA agents four hours of training on they how to spot. They don't have any liability, right? They'll they'll have uh, you know a little training course on how to spot somebody that may have the flu, and then they'll okay. Have and, certain... and what stage? What stage? Early stage, late stage? What stage of the flu? Not and yeah. how are they going to determine whether it's H1N1? And should I walk in with a certificate saying I have the H1N1 flu shot? Probably a good idea if you've gotten their uh, the vaccine that might save you some hassles. But you're not going to get you're not going to get anything in writing. I mean, do you have to have that? I mean, you should, always, is... you should always have your papers in order when you travel. <laughs> it's my understanding <laughs> that, that it's my understanding that you can get certificates for that. That they're they're very they're very well may be at some point 
uh, a, a kind of a checkpoint set up where people will have to show their certificates in order to get into some sort of governmental but, situation. Well, excuse me, but Dale said, you know, the symptoms are very similar to other common things like somebody with emphysema, a chronic cough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, their their face is red or just normal flu. I mean, you know, how are they going to tell? So if they go to the Atlanta airport, and I have seen these people stand in line trying mm-hmm. to get through the security, and if they're going to do health screening, then you know what? A lot of people are going to miss the flights. What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. And so on and so forth. And another thing is, if they're going to quarantine, you know, I want three meals and a bed. Oh, you'll get your meals. And where are they going to put me up? And how are they going to compensate me for, you know, my lost time if I'm doing business there, travel? There will be compensation. You'll, it's, yep. You're being compensated by helping the country. You're saving you'll get the nation. Your, your broth and your white bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got chicken broth and some bread. That's wonderful. But the thing is, you know, I missed the business meeting, so on and so forth. I've got the normal flu. Well, tell your business H1 owners you're, you're being patriotic. They'll, they'll understand. <laughs> yeah, sure they will. No, they won't. <laughs> In private it's enterprise, crazy. It's crazy what they're proposing. Steve, real quick, you've got to get to point three. Okay, let, well, I'm just going to go ahead, and they might just screen for tuberculosis in the South because it's very rampant. I mean, yeah, that's how tuberculosis is. Uh, point three, amp people. Yes, sir. I have gone to the website. I've seen the Platinum Amp, and every time I listen to the commercials, it's like, well, you know what? Let's cut down on the commercials, um, you know, more amplifiers, and we get more podcasts and more stations to air, free talk live, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's and I've the been idea. for two years, and I have not seen a change. Every 15 minutes, you guys have commercials. So if yeah, I we've got to get to ten thousand dollars before we cut down on the commercials, dude. We, I mean, we we've got to pay the bills here, and we've got to get this this show marketed appropriately. One of the goals is to reduce. And by the way, we have reduced commercial time. It was a, a few years ago. Yeah, we did we, one. We did one layer. We did have the opportunity to slice back at that point, and so we did. Uh, we, we went from we, sixteen minutes to fifteen minutes. Correct. We cut back. I think like fourteen percent of our uh, of our commercial inventory. So that that has actually happened. Uh, so well, I'd love to be I'd love to be a platinum amplifier. I really would, and I want to do it. I just want to make sure that we cut down on the commercials because I like hearing you guys talk, and I hate hearing all these commercials. Well, you know, one of the um, one of the things we've done, and I understand, I understand, uh, you only hear the commercials uh, for AMP on the live stream. Um, they're you know the radio stations don't hear those, so they um, you're hearing them sort of in a in a separate section. Uh, but another thing I've done is recently I've started a, um, for the podcasters, I've started this interview series. So Free Talk Live is still making steps to increase the amount of content that its listeners get if they wish to have it, um, and even if we're not doing the cutting down of commercials today. Plus, Free Talk Live amplifiers do get the access to the AMP-only podcast, which does not have pre-recorded commercials uh, inserted into it. So as an amplifier... You know Hmm? Tell you the truth, Ian, I do not want a podcast. I want live. I want to hear you guys <laughs> when you speak, and I want to hear it live. It well, there's the a, truth, let man. me tell you, Steve, there's only going to be so much farther we can cut the commercials yeah. down from the live show because, well, sometimes we have to pee and uh, eat things and, and do stuff like that <laughs> well, during the break. Well, yeah, so. well, I understand. But the point is, uh, at least 
say there's a goal. We want to get to 10,000, 15,000, whatever. And, it's and, it's and there. Let's have, the yeah, goal's right say, there. you already done that? The goal's there at amp.freetalklive.com, and the goal is 10,000. And it's been slow going recently because the uh, the drop in the economy has made it so a lot of people have decided to dis- you know cut out all their discretionary spending, and that includes, in some cases, 3 bucks a month for AMP. So recently it's been kind of hovering. Three bucks the, a month. the amount has been kind of hovering around at, uh, I think, around $4,700, $4,800, which is still good because it's good because it, we get the, the show marketed out there, but I, I can't cut back any commercials until we get certain costs covered, and it's just the way things are, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We've got to move on and talk to – I've got a couple Dans here. We're going to go to the first Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Dan in New Hampshire, going once? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, Dan, we're short on time, so do be yeah, quick. Well, I just wanted to say I'm going to the front site for the uh, gun and gear and five-day course. Oh, good, I'll, good. Let us know how that works out. I'll let you know uh, how that turns out when I come back uh, at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, the, you know about the 76 uh, swine flu stuff, right? Yeah, it, the uh, the vaccine killed more people than the uh, the flu did. Way, way more people. Yep. When you get out there to front site, Dan, uh, make sure yeah. you tell Ignatius that uh, you listen to Free Talk Live and love it. That's the millionaire I patron. will do that, absolutely. Cool. And, uh, well, I, you know, they, there's another guy out there that's got a business out there that we may be interested in, uh, Dave Champion, uh, mm-hmm. in his uh, nontaxpayer.org. Where is out there, anyway? Where are you going for that? It's, it's Trump, uh, uh, Nevada, which is like 40 miles away from Las Vegas. Oh, that's uh, cool. So you could actually go out, you could get the gun training, and stop off at a bunny ranch. Well, there you go. Hey, Dan, thanks uh, for the call, man. We're short on time. I appreciate it. I've got to go to another Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Dan, the other name. Uh, no, okay, we took their That was him. Uh, let's go to Rich <laughs> in Massachusetts. Rich, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello. Man, Rich, you're on the air. What's on your mind? You're on the radio. Hello? Rich, you got to be listening to your phone, not the radio. Hello? Rich. Is this Hi. Rich? Hi. Rich, you're on the air. Yes. Oh, this is a soundboard. Okay. Uh, well, well, what's happening, Rich? What, what do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, no, no, no. No, oh, no, 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 no. No. What? No, what? Thank you. You're welcome. How can I help you tonight? <laughs> That's normal. First, I would like to just get well, to know you. Is. You know, I, I, I need to have an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard that we can go back and forth on. Are you cute? Well, well, maybe some might say. Uh, Dale, what do you think? Doesn't <laughs> no. sound Are you really cute. Good looking? Uh, I am really good looking. What do you look like? Well, uh, kind of like Charlie Sheen, but a little younger and a better looking nose. Do you know what sex is? Well, I'm pretty familiar. <laughs> Where are these from? Who is this? I, I can't. Big question. Are you a fan of anal sex? Mm, Howard's so turn. Much. I think it's dirty. It's Howard Stern <laughs> soundboard. Am I right about that? That sounded like Howard Stern. Come on, caller. We know what your game is. is it, does does yeah. he have? Yes. yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the call. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. All right. So, 800 259 9231. Newgrounds is a good site to go to to find those, by the way. Newgrounds.com. It's a website that is just. It's dedicated to various different Flash things, Flash animation, lots of different animations, games, and things like that, and they have all kinds of soundboards. So you have dialogue all queued up, and then just click it and have it 
It's it's basically a flash program that shows you several different dialogue options. Yes, no, hello, thank you, goodbye, things like that. Yeah. And they, they pull the clips from, from movies, or in that case it was Howard Stern. So there's one for Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's one for Miss Cleo, the psychic lady that you saw oh, on TV a few years fun. ago. Yeah, so you make phone calls and you crank people with it. It's, it is good fun. Anyway, uh, we didn't get to our uh, co- controversial discussion. Maybe we'll hold that off for next week because it'll probably still be controversial at that time. Because I, I definitely want to have you here for it, Dale. Well, maybe uh, I'll call in or something. Yeah, that might work. It has been Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsight.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.